Hello everybody, an FPL teacher here bringing you the anomalous result that involved Forest and Everton, two sides in the relegation scrap, coming up with a 2-2 draw, registering high XG chances in the process, and we will look at what both sides did correct as this exciting stalemate, so-called, ended with both sides showcasing what they both do best. Forest 4-3-3 narrow formations really look interesting in their central midfield where Shelby Freuler and Jack Colbeck continue to show versatility in their initial setup at least. This time instead of Shelby playing in the centre of midfield, we saw him shift to the right side while Freuler sat in central midfield itself. Now this had two implications. Number one, they recognised that Everton do not have an out-and-out out number 10 that would punish Freuler. Number two, they also recognise that Everton's strengths are in their half spaces and that's where Shelby and Colbeck, their two most effective destroyers, would reside. As the game went, man plan and God laughs as Everton basically swarmed them, taking the lead extremely quickly and convincingly that finally caused Forrest to stir. And this, once again, was where we saw their usual plan A come to the fore, with Morgan Gibbs-White doing his usual off-the-ball runs, finally finding space between Everton's lines. The key here was that instead of remaining central, Gibbs-White swapped spots with Chris Wood. So Chris Wood would be the one waiting in the centre and Gibbs-White would drift off to the left side to actually receive the ball. Now, that being said, in the second half itself, they tried to press their advantage through Emmanuel Dennis. This substitution came about through a heated contest where tackles were flying in left, right and centre because it all started at the end of the first half where Gibbs White basically ventured into Everton's area and Everton made multiple challenges on him where the referee awarded nothing and that resulted in this start of this retaliation that caused Forrest to foul Everton and Everton would foul Forrest in response and in the second half we saw multiple scuffles that were a result of all these hard fought full-blooded tackles that basically scuppered the momentum of the entire game. So the question was, could a particular player matchup make the difference? And as mentioned earlier, Dennis against Coleman started a bit rusty as he came on quite late in the game. But after losing out to Coleman a couple of times, Dennis eventually broke past Coleman to set up the winner. So for FPL purposes, the implications are quite clear. Brennan Johnson once again far and away ahead of everyone else. However, if you are punting on a Forest player, especially looking ahead to their game week 29, sorry, their double game week in game week 29, we are looking at potentially Forest profiting against Wolves as well as Leeds. Now, Wolves don't have a significant weakness as of yet, but Brennan Johnson will most obviously be in prime position to receive errors made by Wolves players. However, it is Gibbs White that has the revenge agenda against this particular side. And against Leeds, however, things are a lot more interesting as Gibbs White will be the one in that left half space targeting the spots that Leeds are weakest in this particular case. Western McKenney.
Everton, after establishing such a wonderful relationship between Mikolenko and left winger Dwight McNeil, unfortunately had to settle for a more conservative one as Mikolenko fell ill. This meant that Godfrey took the left wing back spot and Unfortunately for the upfront, it also meant that Demare Gray had to be the one to compensate linking up with McNeil instead. The direct beneficiaries of this approach would be Abdullah Dokore as well as Andres no Onana, sorry, Anadu Nonana, the two half-space operators that would bomb forward late into the box, eventually pressing Forrest's midfielders to win the opening penalty. Now, the half-space operators of Everton's are something that uh, tried tested and well-known, but their FPL potential would not be amplified without free kicks. So really, the true gem lies in Dwight McNeil, who actually left his left-wing position to pop up in central areas. So Dwight McNeil now has demonstrated his tendency to come off the flank in open play, be in extremely involved in counter-attacks while having set pieces as part of his repertoire. So the question comes down to whether you are a believer of his constant threat of FPL points or whether you are more interested in the volatile centre-back partnership of Keane and Tarkovsky. Once again, both centre-backs were involved in majority of Everton's set-piece chances and this time round, instead of Tarkovsky shining at the back post, which he did by the way as a sister to uh, the assister for the Corey's goal, now we saw Michael Keane come to the fray. Instead of being a back post option that would power over a defender where Forrest expected, Michael Keane was the near post runner that basically provided flick-ons for Taskovsky if not for other runners. Once again though, the huge caveat here was that Everton have to dominate games. Everton's spell of dominance unfortunately only lasted 10 minutes where Keane and McNeil shone the brightest. So the question comes down as well to whether you perceive Everton to dominate games where McNeil and Michael Keane will shine or do you think they would go for a more back and forth exchange where Tarkovsky would be likely within the set-piece chances or would Abdullah Dokore take advantage of the chaos by bombing extremely far forward. Lastly, a quick note on Everton's protected V formation that showed itself to have the same flaws as previous game weeks. Just as they exposed themselves to Arsenal's drifts by Zinchenko and Martinelli, here Forrest Gibbs White punished them rather severely, which only required to happen once really. So it probably was a rather astute move for Everton to force the game into a rather chaotic foul battle in the second half. In this supposed match full of blood and thunder, it was a strangely, ironically sunny day. But as much as we've enjoyed the goals and the XG provided, here we have to admit that majority of the big chances either came from the Corey shot that led to uh, the Murray Gray penalty, a Brennan Johnson rebound of a Morgan Gibbs white shot from range, the Corey's big chance that was a result of a free kick, as well as the Murray Gray from a counter at the stroke of half-time. So if you foresee these chances playing out to produce big quality XG shots, by all means invest in relegation sites. If not, we can almost certainly foresee the scrappy duels that we that dictated the tempo of this particular contest. This is FPL Teacher up next with the historic thrashing of Man United by Liverpool up next. <laughs> 